0: Hello. Are you there? Hello. I think he froze, ladies and gentlemen. I
1: don't even know if he
0: Yeah, I think he froze. So uh it turned me off my game there. So uh you can hear me. I can hear you now. It sounds like, it's not, you almost sound like art. Too. But yeah. <laughs> Are you there? Well, I don't know what's going on with Cat, but hey, that ain't nothing but a thing, ladies and gentlemen. He'll be right back. I guarantee you, he'll figure out what's going on. Oh, there. I, I tell you, we got Gremlin. So, welcome to tonight's show. Uh, boy, see, we got a lineup. Uh, so what's been going on this past week? Well, I will tell you, uh, I have, I don't know if you want to believe it or not, but, uh, yes, exorcist or exorcism, no, exorcist, right? That's been in my studio. Uh, I had something pick up my backdrop, pick it up in the middle of my live show in the in the air and tossed it away like somebody got mad like like oh i don't want this in my way and just tossed it then it freaked me out so much i jumped up and then my books were flying off the shelves so i'm like oh I, I just like stopped my life feed so yeah frozen like my bank account there we go sean now that was a good one yeah uh yeah, that, that's a good one. Uh, Tiffany, yeah, he will. Absolutely. So what's going out there, everybody? I uh, wanted to say thank you for all the Facebook moderators and uh, admins for letting us go live in La La Land and your groups. Uh, we are coast to coast and around the world. Absolutely. Uh, it's been a wonderful week. Very entertaining week. A very scary week. I've been tossing holy water everywhere in my studio. Uh, Psyche told me last night that, oh, it's not worry about it. It's just a friendly spirit trying to have some fun.
2: Well, here comes Sport Cat. Hello, Sport Cat. Can you hear me? Testing, testing, one, two, three.
1: Hello.
0: Hello. Hello, sport cat. It looks like he's just sitting there like he's a he's like uh, artificial intelligence. Like, you know, what he reminds me of, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> what's the name of those two puppets that were up in the in the in the balcony? And there was always like, you know, making fun of stuff. Uh, what does it say down there? Yeah, he's he's back in zero seconds. What was those name of those two puppets on the Muppet Show? Cat. can you hear me? Cat, you may have to go live off your cell phone if you can hear me. But uh, not Beaker, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Uh and Waldroff, that is correct. Thank you from our guest backstage. Uh, I'm sorry I had to use my trifold. I got promoted uh, 40 uh, years of age, I got promoted straightly into uh, glasses with bifocals. 48, I got promoted again with trifocals. So I'm trying to learn. Well, there goes Sport Cat. So I do not know what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. So that's very interesting. So what's going on out there in the world with everybody? I got fingerprints, like, all over my glasses. So any news out there from the audience, what's going on? Uh, Any good news? Any paranormal news? Uh, Speaking of paranormal news, uh, I actually, uh, believe this or not, uh, I had to validate this. Uh, I have been getting reports of Sasquatch in Michigan and outside of Michigan with tusk. Yes, I said tusk. Like, you know, elephant tusks, uh fangs, three eyes, and one eyes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so thank you. I mean, no. So I actually reached out to one of my uh, uh, people, uh, does a co-host with me on another show. It's called Shake and Bones the Cage. Uh, ex-law enforcement does way a whole lot more than ever did in law enforcement. And he's actually got this database. He's like, yeah, I actually got actual accounts of this stuff. So I'm like, so it's not just somebody running around drunk in a costume like little Johnny would do and cause havoc. So, uh, so yeah, so they're actually uh, three-eyed deer. Ne- no, no, that's new on me. Is that from the Palestine area? Uh, which I still understand why they're not cleaning that up. That, does anybody have any new information? I was kind of watching that briefly before the live show. You know, Northfolk came on. Yeah, we're setting aside so many millions of dollars for future cleanup and old testing and testing of the water wells. And I'm like, uh, hello. Uh, yeah, that's kind of like required uh, because uh, it happened underneath your watch and people are still suffering. Uh, Tiffany uh, Jackson's, we're working on getting Sport Cat Live. Uh, yeah, do we need a bigger antenna down there in in Tennessee? Uh, if we do, somebody help him. Uh, I see all my children. Oh, uh, do you see all my children? Uh, isn't that a soap opera, or is that something else? Uh, but uh, no, uh, yes. I don't know what's going on, Palestine or Palestine, however you want to say it. Uh, You know, that should have been done like weeks ago, just like Michigan, Flint, Michigan, uh, about the uh, general hospital. That's right. That's right. Go ahead and laugh, family. That's right. I understand. Okay, I'm getting it. You know, uh, my mom used to watch soap operas when I was a child. I mean, man, right after news, she was like glued to the TV until 4 o'clock, until the 4 o'clock news came on at Fox 41. So, yeah, uh, poor people. Yeah, they are poor people up there. And it seems like, but you know what? We give millions and millions of dollars to Ukraine. And, okay, I rephrase that. Billions of dollars to Ukraine. Uh, Howdy, Deacon. Welcome, welcome. Uh... Let's see here. Soap was good. I'm looking at my bifocal. Soap was good. Yeah, soap will, if you're into that stuff. Uh, But, you know, what's really weird is that when other countries have a disaster, whether it's nuclear, catastrophic, we call it godly, whether it's weather-related, you know, God related, uh, we have cargo ships that are on the runway by the dozens with taller paper, toothbrushes, water, first aid kits, medicine, uh, bulldozers, pop-up tents, everything. But when something over here all breaks hell and loose, uh, they don't do anything. Uh, yeah, Sean, I agree with you. They don't care about middle Americans. And that's what's sad, you know, I mean, I I don't know. And now they're trying to, you know, get up Trump on some charge of that. He is uh, how Deacon Sean says uh, about some prostitute, which probably was a stripper. You know, who cares? You know, they just don't want him in office because he's not with the group. He's not in with the clique. You know, when are they ever going to kick, you know, get up? yeah, we got her as kicked in afghan and Afghan and grew yeah gave them eight billions in arms. You know, and that's funny uh, that you said that because does not America has not realized every time that we gave somebody not only money but military equipment, whether it's tanks, airplanes, weapons, have we not ever gone back and had a war with them? The Taliban, when they were fighting the Russians, uh, Saddam Hussein, uh, he's one of them that we backed. And we can go on and on with the list. So, yeah, uh, Stormy Daniels. Hello, Stormy Daniels. Welcome to the show. I was hoping the sport cab would come on, but it doesn't make any sense. And now, all of a sudden, the UFO thing, it got really quiet. So, now, what is up with that? Okay, so they're not telling us the truth. And we talked about this before. So, now, ladies and gentlemen, let's stop and think about this. Yes, I do believe the CIA is behind it. Uh, we need to let Ukraine. Look, look, Ukraine is so small, Russia can go in and just stop it, and it'll be over. But I think because of the Biden's relationship and homes and, <clears throat> and how they want their laundry, no, much, I get cut off and banned from Facebook. Yes, I do believe the CIA is behind it. Yeah, go, go. There we go. Uh, That's why we're doing it. But that's my opinion. I don't know nothing. I'm just grizzly. But uh, I forgot what I was saying. You got me laughing there. Yeah, but, you know, it doesn't make any sense. But, uh, okay, so, yeah, the UFO thing. So here we got something about the size of three school buses we covered weeks and weeks ago. And you're trying to tell me that out of all the land, now I hit a button where I'm changing my voice and in tempo, is that, uh, you know. So we've seen this thing fly all over America and out there in the country. We could drop it. We could actually take a helicopter and fly right up to it and go and slowly deflate the balloon and let it fall gently to the ground. But the problem was, is that the government don't want to admit that they were afraid that what was actually. What was in the balloon or what the balloon was carrying? Was it a new uh, virus, uh, Cornelius virus? Why I say the Cornelius is Beavis the butthead. Uh, uh, Ukraine's are your cranes controlling this? or Yeah, yeah, you're right. Arguings. Uh, Deacon, Russians is willing to sign a peace treaty. The U.S. Of Biden doesn't want Zelensky to do that. Uh, Facebook users, they're really tall ones like Norex fly the big V shaped ones. That's Yeah, that's what I heard. So, Spore Cat, wave at me when you're ready. Uh, EMF devices. Uh, okay. Well, are you live? Welcome, Spore Cat. Welcome to the show. Let's give them a round of applause. What are we applauding? The fact
1: that I made it to my own show?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is your that? show. It's shocking. Isn't it? it's EMF devices. Them?
1: Maybe the last one. I
0: don't know. I'm- Serious questions. Yay. Yay. Everybody says he's back. Yay. But, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's really weird because, you know, people said when the, uh, ow, that hurt my ears. Whatever you're doing. Uh, well, you know, when they you got me, down, I don't know
1: what I'm doing.
0: Yeah. Well, when they took down the drone, I, I said exactly how they did it because they said how they did it. They're like, well, what? But Grizzly, did did you see the actual footage? And I'm like, no, I don't have to see the footage. They told you how they did it. But now one thing I did not realize, Fort Cat, that there were two planes involved. Because the first plane did not succeed to take down the drone.
1: Actually, the the first one didn't even
0: fire. No, it didn't fire. It tried to dump gas on it and knock it out of orbit. It's the second plane that knocked gas on it again, or, or excuse me, not gas jet fuel gas. and hit and and hit the prop propeller. Are you,
1: what are you talking about? The balloon?
0: No, I'm talking about our spy drone that the Russian uh, planes hit.
1: Oh, yeah. There was well, the fighters always terrible in pairs, so yeah. So I don't know how my audio is. So
0: I sounds good. Uh, where fun. do the beans go poop on these long trips? <laughs> We'll let Sporkhead answer that one.
1: I, I don't even know I threw my phone. I don't even know where it is. So
0: Well, don't be throwing that. We need you we need your phone later. So no, uh, no we
1: don't. I'm completely over all this. So
0: Oh, don't worry. We all had bad days. My day was terrible, but I'm here. We're you know, we're together. So Well I'm on plan Z, which I'm not
1: even prepared for as far as A V equipment, so I mean, I really tried so hard and tested every piece of equipment, and it failed at the last second, so.
0: Yeah, $34 million in a drone. Sean, what did I switch in mid-story, Grizz? What what did I stop and switch? When I saw Sporka, I I got real excited, so yeah, I probably did. I'm a grumpy
1: old bastard tonight. Oh,
0: for balloons to drones. Well, I'm just saying that that's what uh, I said.
1: You were talking about the balloons, and I was like, we listened to the audio of that being shot down. So Yeah,
0: but you know, but then you know, then you know, we talk about Russia, and somebody brought up Russia about not not us going to war with Russia because you know China signed a peace treaty and Biden don't want to, and all this you know what the US government. I think is afraid to step up and say, "The hell with you! You ain't knocking out a drone." Let me tell you something: If Trump was in office, I think we already probably be at war, launching missiles back and forth. What do you think, Sporty?
1: I don't think we'd even be involved in this conflict at all. To be perfectly honest, so we're already having to have military planes chaperone uh, civilian aircraft across the what was it the Black Sea, the Red Sea, Purple yes. Sea? Yes. You know they're having to do that to protect them from russia so or china maybe i don't know but so i don't think uh, involved in this conflict at all
0: i heard that the beings don't poop it comes out of their skin is that true about the aliens
1: i don't know i've never probed one
0: <laughs> my lord uh, no, but, uh, we, we wouldn't. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad he asked that question. Go ahead and keep talking. I got something for you here in a second. I got to oh, find good. it first. Oh yeah. Oh, You're in. Oh you yeah. I think you
1: can find it. Is it next to the got beer? Just curious. So.
0: Oh, I actually <laughs> played a theme song. I sung it.
1: Not, well, I really hate. I missed that part of it.
0: Yeah, man. It was, it was pretty good. I found it. Yeah. You know, I was well, panicking I'm, I'm on that part
1: in Knoxville and, uh, You know, uh, I had such ample time to prepare everything, and the laptop failed, and now I can't find the cable for the microphone for the iPad, so...
0: You actually sound good, though. Well,
1: that's good, because I have no idea. I can't hear myself. So, uh, I'm on the iPad on battery, and, well, it is what it is, so... I'll be a grumpy old man tonight. I do not like to be unprepared for anything. or Disorganized... And it seems as though we started off in chaos. So,
0: when are you not grumpy? Come on, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Well, I'm sorry. I like to be organized and neat. And I had things I was going to talk about, but.
0: Well, what know, do you want to talk about? It's your I'm, show.
1: Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm to the point where I'm just like, I'm playing Z. <laughs> well, you know what? Me at
0: any now, <laughs> after Z, you got ZA, you got Z1, Z2, Z3. You know how trigonomics works, so come on. I
1: got a GED. I don't know anything
0: about no trigonomics. So. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'm not good at math either. Luckily, when I had took my college classes, uh, I didn't have to take math. No, I did take math, and I passed it. But I, at, I, I uh, tested it out of it.
1: Yeah, we stopped at algebra. Actually, no, we stopped at pre-algebra. We just had to know the formulas when I graduated. We did them on stone, so no, um, this week has been a chaotic and hectic week. I'm in Knoxville, in case nobody
2: can tell.
0: On stone. Wow. I uh,
1: guess I'm uh, gonna have to go take another blood pressure pill. And uh so uh, been here taking care of things and trying to get organized and plan for the show. And uh, like I said, everything failed because I got to test it out and run all my equipment like I wanted to. And didn't work, so oh well. Um, I don't know. There's Bass Pro in town doing a, a, a big tournament this weekend in Knoxville. So, you know, ready for spring. What was that beep?
0: I thought it was on your end.
1: Well, I don't even know how to push a button on this thing. So, um, they're in town, so spring is here. So, we'll get uh, we'll get ready to go here soon with the, uh, the spring sports. The summer sports will be kicking off. We're in the height of March Madness. So, uh, the good comic book movies are fixing to come out. So, I saw there's quite a few new ones of those. Deacon hasn't taken me out to see Cocaine Bear while I'm here yet. I'm kind of... Don't her. waste
0: your monies, ladies and gentlemen. I was very disappointed. Yeah. Don't, do not waste your money. It's nothing like the trailer cracked up to be. Oh, I'm by. Yeah. So, uh, people uh, don't do us any favors. She's pissed. Oh, chin and whole king ping pong long off. Yep. I believe that. Uh, Glenn's volume is very low. Uh, sounds good on my end. So, can you get a little closer? Uh, someone, Michelle says, or Michael, yeah, Michael says, I don't know why I do that every time to you. Says that you need a <laughs> hug. And Tiffany says he had a great dinner. What'd you have for dinner? I did have a steak
1: dinner. It was a wonderful dinner. So yeah.
0: Really? Yeah. What, I did. What'd you have with it?
1: Well, it was the typical steak and tater meal that you have in the South. So we had the steak, tater, salad. It was a great meal. So, Emotional damage.
0: Yeah, we got to get you fixed. Uh, I did ask him about it. Uh It's funny because w- why am I getting all these pop-up? I got special software for that. Uh So somebody just said uh, 2B plus 2A equals... I'm not going to answer that because I probably screw it up. Uh Pick a topic because like them little aliens, I got to poop. I mean, <laughs> what in the world is... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they are stuck know. on aliens in number two for some reason. I, I, I don't know. Uh Deacon, uh, I was thinking about the same time you said that, Glenn. Uh hello, Michael. Geez, I know. Uh wow, but yeah, so unbelievable, man. So yeah. I don't know. So what other topics thing- did you want to talk about?
1: Um, well, I've totally lost them all by now, so I don't even remember them. <laughs> Uh, we're just gonna have to wing it, and uh, we got our guest tonight. Uh, she's uh, gonna provide us with a lot of entertainment. I hope. I've been real excited about this show. I wish that this had worked out better on my end. I mean, to get the kinks out. But what do you mean? You
0: bit. don't have nothing to talk about.
1: I have nothing to talk about. Maybe my phone's over there. I hear something. Feel something vibrating. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what the hell? Oh my God! No way.
0: Yeah, there's no way he has nothing to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) because he actually just, I mean, he kills me at night, and uh, yes, I'm sorry, Brenda, if you are watching, uh, I did fall asleep last night, so you know it's all the activity, so ladies and gentlemen, with all the activity in my studio last night, one of uh, our followers and big fans, uh, Brenda, uh, we uh, was talking last night. And I was really tired and uh, I went and got my REM pod out and see if I could make any communications with any spirits in the studio because of what was going on. Oh, brother, you want to play? I got it. I got mine. I'm afraid to stand up. Uh, I'll probably fall, knock something over. I got a couple right above my head. So anyways, uh, I got my uh, REM pod out and I was like, I got to put new batteries in it. And it had to have a screwdriver. Well, lo and behold, there's a screwdriver in, in on top of one of my cabinets just laying there and it fit. So I was talking to her, put new batteries in it. And she's like, what is that noise? My cat's going nuts. And I'm like, oh, I'm playing with the frequencies and, you know, cal, uh, you know, calibrate and everything. And so anyways, I was like, I'll probably leave this on while I sleep. And I didn't want to. I didn't want to kill the batteries all night. I was like, what the hell? I got tons of batteries. So uh, I fell asleep on the phone with her and uh, didn't realize it. And then in the middle of the night, this thing starts screaming and whistling and I mean, like going off like fire alarms. And I fell off this uh, chase lounge <laughs> in my studio. And I had my head on one of the cabinets. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, it was my foot that got close to the REM pod yeah i must have turned just right so that was very embarrassing but yeah but anyways so yeah see I maybe mean, you gotta have a backup system like i do so when you go places you can just be like voila and be ready to go especially when you go out in the woods or the cemeteries so what else has been going on with you i know you've been staying busy Testing, testing. Well, I guess he doesn't care anymore and he's just doing his own thing, so. We do not care. Yeah. Well, I actually, get your mic muted like always. So let me unmute you. No, know, you actually mic yourself. That mic say, say testing, testing, one, two, three.
1: Testing, testing, one, two, three. How is Oh, microphone?
0: much better. Yeah, I like that. Okay, yeah. Deacon's over here laughing. Uh, she's like, "What the f? Go city!" Yeah, no. Give my, just give me. My hey, baby. if <laughs> fuck it. Now that is I've not the, dad does not have any HTC in his vape, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's. Uh, no, I've
1: cotton. got a shot. Of, I've got a shot of old granddad over here. It's going to be just for
0: that in a minute, so and he's got cotton candy and uh, cinnamon twist. Deacon's yeah. laughing in the background. Uh, yeah, this show know, is I, an
1: absolute goddamn mess. It, um, is, it, not,
0: is, it is not, perfectly. It is not. See, Toe City yeah. <laughs> and Annie's in the background. I heard it. Uh oh, he's already counting it. Andy's no. already counting you. Good,
1: I've done said fucking goddamn. I don't care. Oh I'm my lord!
0: Please, money. ladies and gentlemen, please forgive him. And in the Lord's name of Jesus, I I do apologize Is for. Ever- oh my God! I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to find that bleep button. It I have it somewhere. I downloaded it just for you, which I what have no brother? idea where I put it. Shocker. So, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, ladies and gentlemen, on standby. No, that's oh. not it. That's what you heard earlier. I must have hit that one.
1: Is that better? That's somewhat better.
0: Of course, it'll probably You, you sound on. good. So, well, that's the
1: only thing working. So,
0: <laughs> now let me tell you something. When we talk about Sport Cat, uh-huh. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, yeah, you know, you know,
1: this is really embarrassing because I know the guest is, uh, she's probably, uh, thinking what in the Sam hell have I gotten myself into and I'm kind of wondering the same thing probably point, so. she's probably like oh, why did that guy contact me He's some kind of idiot or something so
0: uh, she probably already did a reading on us is like uh I don't know I'm gonna <laughs> do it
1: <laughs> I don't think she does readings like that so
0: Sean's actually <laughs> laughing so do you want me to go ahead and bring her on she's actually been Great. backstage
1: Bring her on! Bring her on! At this point, I've given up all hope for. All
0: the right, show. ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome to the show. Hello there. How are you doing there? Hey, it's Corby and welcome her to the show.
2: That's a big that's pack. that's Baron Manfred, the old man. Don't you wow. dare jump on top of the background, honey bunny. See main big coon. old Maine coon. Uh, yeah. See polydactyl, by any chance? No, he's not. Yeah, mine is.
1: Mine is. I got a polydactyl uh, one at home named Squatch. So I want to first off apologize. Um, I'm normally much better organized, but I've had to come up here in Knoxville and take care of mom, and I thought my backup system was working, and well, it didn't work, and so I've got wires and plugs into an iPad that I don't even know how to use, so.
2: That's okay.
1: I'm I'm, I'm just glad to be here. So, so. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I know uh, me and you chatted back and forth in Messenger for a while, and um, you were going to – I remember one of the comments you said you were going to myth-bust a lot of things for us, so I'm looking forward to that.
2: A little bit. A little bit okay.
1: And, uh, of course, uh, I'm kind of the – I'm – how is it that I like to say I'm the, I'm the paranormal or normal of the two. I like to make sure I, cause I'm a doubter before anything. It's uh, a paramedic. You get on scene and, Oh, I only had this. I only had that. And you find six knife holes in them. And so it's not always the same.
2: <laughs> it's nope. the same.
1: I find in the paranormal world. Oh, I, they send you pictures with circles. Oh, that's a big footer. They tell you, they can read your mind and then they start asking you questions. So I'm always the skeptic and the doubter and, I'm usually a grumpy old man. Tonight, I'm grumpier than normal. And I apologize.
2: Okay. But, um, um, I like skeptics because they're not cosmic muffins. You know, uh, I like when that. I do a good job for them, they get it.
0: I like so. the
2: Cosmic muffin.
0: But well, You know what's cosmic... real funny? We need to tell Sporkat what, what I referenced him to earlier when he was froze about the two Muppets in, uh, in the balcony. <laughs>
2: You know, you know, I've already, I've already
0: and cuss,
1: I've, Oh my God! I've already cussed. <laughs> I've already brought out the nicotine in case of emergency. It's it's been a bad night.
0: <laughs> what is 4C? And uh, they say, uh, "What do you do?" And that's what she was getting to. That's what she's telling us.
2: Okay, so I, mean. I am a certified terror Master, past life specialist psychic medium channel and author I've been reading since I was 18 which is 1973 which gives you an idea uh it's my full-time job six days a week 14 hours a day I read about a thousand people a year and I get to get up every morning to do this I don't have to get up and that's the best part
0: oh that's awesome yeah
1: I like it i'm really not sure that that's real <laughs> he's so beautiful <laughs> let
2: me see can you purr? i don't know if you could hear that purr, but he's he has the loudest purr in six counties so <laughs> he's beautiful yeah. i wish i could
1: get mine to do that but it's almost as if he's still not tame after 20 years or not 20 but uh
2: um. we call him the monorail cat because this is his favorite place to <laughs>
1: Uh, Well, Mr. Peabody, dinner was dinner was good. Uh, My future, I guess he's my future son-in-law. I don't know. um, Made steak and potato tonight, and so I had everything set up. Come running up here, and it all fell apart. But yeah, dinner was great. And then the other psychics have said that uh, my daughter's found the right one, so that I don't need to buy any more ammo. So I guess that's a good thing. Very
2: good. So.
1: So 14 hours a day, how do you, I mean, don't you have, as a paramedic, I know we get, or I shouldn't say we, I know that the possibility exists for uh, you to carry a lot of emotional baggage with you. How do you not do that after 14 hours?
2: Well, 14 hours is not reading everybody for 14 hours, but it is the podcasting, it's writing, it's talking to the clients and things like that, doing the next book. But the key is, when I am reading you, I have no ego. I am completely focused on you. I used to do four-day psychic fairs up in Ontario. And the doors were open 3 to 9, 10 to 9, 10 to 9, and 10 to 6. And yes, I did read constantly, finding 15-minute breaks here and there. And when you sat down, I would be absolutely focused on you. When you got up, my brain would do a core dump so that the next person that sat down, I'd be completely focused on them. Because if a psychic's ego is involved, they're not going to be as clear with you as they need to be. And that's especially important with mediumship. Um, I am not a remote viewer Facebook user. That is an amazing talent. I'd love to, to learn it. But the way I explain it is when the universe hands you your draft notice to do this kind of work and you say yes it goes rifling inside your file cabinet to see what you're good at what's my background theater major at brown university and actress in new york for several years so i understand character arts words are my drug of choice i'm a writer so i can tell the stories and i have been interested in history since i was a small thing in single digits so i'm really good with past lives on the other hand do not ask me to do spirit art because I cannot draw a stick figure with a sharp pencil and a lot of prayer. It's not in my wheelhouse. Okay? I'm, I'm with you there. <laughs> so, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with laughing with your psychic. I have done stand-up comedy about you think a psychic's life is easy. So no sweat.
1: I, well, I, that's what I was thinking with the, uh, trying to do all that. You have, to, uh, you have to have an outlet or a release of something, so... Because yeah. it gets it. Well, paramedicine, you know, it gets to you after you, you even in a 24 hour shift, we weren't on calls for 24 hours, but mm-hmm. you know, those, whatever, you got 16 calls an hour and a half on each one. You're, like you said, you're focused on each one. So yeah, mm-hmm. you do that. Um, I like that. So, um, I guess like a doctor's office, you have a, do
2: you a practice? Is that what it's called? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess I got office hours. I do refer <laughs> to myself as a general practitioner. There are okay. some people, they only do dead people. They're only mediums or they only do spirit art. Um, people come to me for four things. The everyday tour bus, house, car, job, kids. Okay, God, you put me here. What the hell? Who was I in 1642 Belgium? I want to speak to my spirit guide, Binky, and how's Dead Aunt Mabel? That's what they do. Um And so when you sit down with me, I will say to you, what is the most important thing you want to walk out of here knowing? And if you go blank on me, I'll go Brooklyn on you and go, darling, what's biting your butt? Because everybody knows that. (laughs) And the reason I do that is so that I don't waste time telling you a bunch of hooray you don't care about, and I never get to this. So for instance, if you said, want to know about my career, I'd say, great. You want to change jobs, stay where you are, or open your own place. Why? because each one has a different multiple tarot card spread. If you said, I want to open up my own broadcasting studio, I would not flip three cards and say, wait until October and fire the second redhead. What's that? (laughs) It would be a card for you, a card for any partners that you have, a card for the energy around the business, the brick and mortar location, how to market it, clients, competition, staff, finances, what you need to know and best possible outcome. And if you say is my business going to be successful? I will look at you over my glasses, like, you know, Sister Mealy Elephant, (laughs) and say, and what if I said, no, you're going to lose everything and live in a box under a bridge? Wrong question. You ask what empowers me. How do I make it work? That's when we are intuitive counselors, not fortune tellers. Because if you just say to somebody unscrupulous, is my business going to be successful? They'll go, oh no, you have a family curse. How many in your family? Four. your dog. $50 every family member. $25 for a dog. you small. We fix. And there you are, spending thousands of dollars <laughs> and coming back because you're afraid you're going to be cursed.
1: That and she's right.
2: Long. Wow. I,
1: well, you know, I never thought of it that way, but I like that. Uh-huh. I like that a lot. <laughs> that, uh, well, it did cut... I mean, I don't want to say it cuts down the chit-chat because I'm
2: sure there's got to be some, but... Uh, <laughs> There's some, but I, I am fast. Uh, one of my bettings, who's also a very good medium reading is Bernadette Carter King. So she has never seen anybody flip those cards as fast as I do. Um, but when you've used them for so long, it's instant. And the cards are not always the same. Um, there's one card, it's the Three of Pentacles. And it's usually a church building and it talks about mastery or long-term positions or whatever. But in Canada, I looked at that card, looked at the couple in front of me, and what came out of the mouth was, I think there's a deconsecrated or abandoned church, and you're supposed to open up a cafe bakery there. And I'm thinking, they're thinking I'm nuts. And they look at each other and look at me, and they say, oh, yeah, we know which one. We've been arguing for two years. (laughs) That spirit going, yo, tell them.
1: Wow. So where do you... um... I mean, obviously there's some mastery of learning how to read the cards and things, but where do you get the, I know I I practice remote viewing and um, we call it it the, well, I shouldn't say we, the group that taught me calls it the matrix that you basically tap into to get your data. Is it similar to that, how you get the data or, because you
2: keep saying spirit guides and I'm not sure I understand. Okay. It's upstairs. All right. People say. Don't all cards have the same meaning? They're doorways. Okay. For instance, um, why are past lives important? Let's look at that. If you're a janitor in Des Moines and all of a sudden you found out you were Napoleon Bonaparte, are you really going to want to mop the floor? No, that's not useful. But people come to me when they have an obsession, a phobia, a place, or a person. They do not understand why they're important. Example, there was a woman who came to me and said, my son's 29. Won't do anything without checking with me first. Won't even live more than a mile from me. This is not right. What's going on? And so I went upstairs, took me about a minute, and I said, okay, this is 1944, Utah Beach. I'm seeing D-Day, your son is one of the soldiers on the beach. A lot of shrapnel in the leg. It's pretty bad wound. You are his commanding officer, and you're scrambling over the dune. You drag him into safety. You take some shrapnel, too, but you both live. And I opened my eyes, and she's very pale. She says, can you see my rank? I said, oh yeah, you were a sergeant. She goes, he's called me sergeant since he was three years old and we never knew where that came from. Wow. That's where it's helpful. That is very helpful.
1: Wow. And so I know last night, um, we were talking, well, actually I kind of joined in, they were talking about entanglement, how we're all entangled together, even with past lives. And I haven't still got mm-hmm. a grasp on that yet about how that works, but, um, I don't know that we're supposed to, to be honest, but um, I'm starting to come to the belief that, yeah, there is probably more than one life, I guess.
2: Do you really think we're smart enough to get it all learned in one sport cat? I mean, break. <laughs> I can't Whoa.
1: figure out an iPad.
2: <laughs> so the way, and, you know, a lot of people come to me and say, we can't have past lives. The Bible says we only live once. And I go, and you're right, too. Because it is the soul that comes down again and again and again. Grizzly, Sport Cat, Corby, we are one and done. We are a particular recipe that gets used and then hung up in the closet. And for people that don't get that, I use the example of Matt Smith. Matt was the 11th doctor on Doctor Who. He was my doctor. But when he was done with the bow tie and the two short pants, he hung that up. And then he was Prince Philip on the first two seasons of The Crown. And then when he hung up the naval uniform, he went and played this whack job in House of the Dragon. Our soul is like Matt Smith. The doctor, the prince, and the whack job are incarnations. They don't know each other. They wouldn't necessarily even get along. But all of them are brought to life by that one actor, by that one soul. Wow. That's deep. It that is. You know, I'm I'm good with <laughs> allegories and ways of drawing the picture so people get it. You know, yeah. I I'm not one of those psychics who think her aura don't stink, and I have to keep it also <laughs> arcane. You don't know it. So anyone well, can do what I do. I'm not special. We're all wired the same way.
1: Well, yeah, and that's pretty much what we teach in remote viewing about as far mm-hmm. as connecting to the matrix and things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, wow. So now, if you don't know your past life. Mm-hmm. maybe it's not important
2: that. for you this time okay okay
1: mm-hmm. interesting okay yeah i mean i i never like i said i don't believe up until about 48 maybe 72 hours ago i had given it much thought to be perfectly honest i know grizzly probably has he's of course he's also gotten more into the theological stuff that i have but yeah um yeah i don't think i've even given that a thought until we've had a few people mentioned and it's kind of clicked in my head that um and and as a matter of fact somebody told me not too long ago well you're not done yet you have something else to do and i'm like what is that supposed to mean
2: so (laughs) we come down here with things we want to do that's what karma is about karma is not bad and good carrot and stick that is the kindergarten version karma usually encompasses one of five things Unbalanced energy, which is a neutral, healing, service, contrast, and healing of beliefs. And when you understand it that way, things can look very different. And the example I use is Ryan White. If you remember, Ryan White was that kid way in the beginning of the AIDS crisis who got AIDS from a blood transfusion, and people knew nothing. So they assumed that he was this horrible thing, and his family was treated like pariahs, and he was hounded out of school. But then along comes Elton John who becomes dear friends with him. And at this point, Elton was drugs and drink and sex and basically trying to kill himself. But he loved Ryan's family, got very close, played at Ryan's funeral. Ryan inspired him so much, that's when he got clean and sober and has been for decades. And for Ryan's honor, started the Elton John AIDS Foundation, which has raised over half a billion dollars for global HIV and AIDS research. Now. The old way of thinking is Ryan White must have been terrible. Look at that bad karma. But if you understand now that his soul, when planning this life, said, look, it could be a short life and a painful one, but look what can happen if we go through this. Now we say that Ryan's karma was that of service to humanity. Puts Mm -hmm. a whole different spin on it. It does.
0: Well, actually, she's right, because I was told along the same lines, that's the reason why I took that job and got hurt. And that's why they found my cancer. Because if I never took that job, I never got hurt and I wouldn't be here today.
2: Mm -hmm. Exactly.
0: Yeah, that's uh, wow.
2: You know, when things like this happen to us, that's when I teach my people live the examined life. This horrible thing is gonna happen and I don't want it, but I can't get out of it. Okay, first thing, what can I learn from it? Second, for me, because I'm a teacher, how can I teach with it? But then you have to say, next, you don't stay stuck in the story. You know, um, I've done the cancer dance three times. And the last time took me from a Dolly Parton figure to a fat fire plug with permanent side effects. Yeah, well, I'm 68 and I'm still here and it's almost 20 years, but, because of what happened there, I learned compassion. I learned what it is like to go through the fire. I have found more ways to help my clients than I would have if I was a size two blonde with a trust fund. You
0: know. Oh, she's giving me the chills because I've heard that so many times since I got diagnosed that I, that I've changed since I've been cancer-free. That mm-hmm. my. Spiritual change, uh, everything's changed about my lifestyle. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Even my attitude and my demeanor.
2: Yep. Mm -hmm. Notice. And I'm going to hand this one to you, Grizzly. Um, Notice I don't say I fought cancer because what you fight fights back. And I am not a survivor because I do a hell of a lot more than hang on by teeth and toenails. (laughs) I refer to myself as a cancer dancer. I found out how graceful I could be under pressure. Avoided getting my toe stepped on. And I got off the dance floor in one piece. Because that's Amen. right. God was not done with me. I had work to do.
0: Yes. Yes. Wow.
2: wow. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going <gonna laughs> like to run the show because I'm lost. At two yeah, I,
0: I don't have anything I'm not, to not. I'm not your typical, I mean,
2: well, no, typical Madam hoo fortune teller. It's not <laughs> but well,
0: not. Not only, only that. that well <laughs> she's got the right approach but it, it's like uh rendezvous not rendezvous what do you call it deja vu with me is because what she's saying is what people has told me and i kind of like brushed it off and i'm hearing this this same thing over and over from different people i don't even know and it's like you know
2: how many times I, does god have to hitch upside to have the clue brooks son
1: Thank you. <laughs> he needed that. Yeah. And that punched him yesterday, but that's another story. Oh so. my gosh. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: He's in Kentucky. I'm in Tennessee, so it wasn't possible, but um yeah, well, I don't know. Uh we all go through things in uh talking about getting punched or not smacked upside the head. Um What took me out of active duty as a paramedic was I got attacked by a pit bull. And um, this voice in my head said, don't get bit. And, of course, I'm looking around and I see these little chihuahuas up on the front porch. And I'm like, I can kick those little suckers. Data clear. (laughs) Take a few more steps. Screams in my head. Still to this day, don't know if it was a man, woman, who it was, what it was, what was going on. And it yells, don't get bit. And I'm thinking, what the hell? And about that time, I got bit. And then it was crazy. It said to me afterwards, after the attack, it said, well, it's only going to hurt for a little while, but you'll be okay. You're not done yet. And I'm like, <laughs> who oh is God. this? <laughs> so, so it reminded me the old, uh, what was the cartoon with uh, the Sunday papers that had the duck and the penguin and the...
0: Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. Bloom County. Bloom County. Yeah. There,
1: there was one, it was like three frames, and one of the characters was yelling, Goose, Goose, and in the last frame, something, whatever it was, got whacked in the head with a baseball, and he goes, Oh, I meant duck. <laughs> that's what it reminds me of. That had to
2: be Opus. Opus <laughs> the Penguin. That's yes, right. that is correct.
1: That's right. that's right. So that's what it reminded me of, because I'm thinking it kept telling, but I was looking around going, what? <laughs> wow so it's definitely been a journey and adventure since then and of course um i've had a little bit of spare time on my hands i got to meet grizzly and do some things that i wouldn't normally do and uh
0: so vice versa vice versa ladies and gentlemen yeah he made me shave my head and grow my beard out
1: no no i didn't do that you did that before you met me so (laughs) (laughs) i don't want no credit for that i'm still trying to grow mine out so it just comes out in spurts so but yeah um so it is a journey i'll agree with you there and what it is we're to do i guess we have to figure out so Mm -hmm. sometimes sometimes i think we get a little bit lost in it in the process and you did say you know you keep kind of repeating it or mired down so i can get that um have you ever dealt in your practice
2: uh with any public safety workers you know
1: paramedics cops firemen
2: um I haven't. I mean I may have read them, but I don't do forensics. That is a real specialty. Um and it's a real talent. Where I go is emotional healing. Past lives are my very favorite things. Um helping helping people find their own answers. The way it works is you gotta find your sentence of passion. And your sentence of passion is not who you are, what you do, or even how you do it. It's your vapor trail. When you go skidding into heaven on on bald tires and fumes in the tank and God hands you a beer and says so, you go, I did this. Isn't it cool? Now, my sentence of passion is cross the bridge from fear to fearlessness and fly. When I can take somebody from point A to point B when they thought they couldn't make it, whack them on their shoulder and say, here are your wings. You don't need your flight plan. Get. I am living my bliss. And I've done it. Not only as a psychic, but an actress, an author, an inspirational speaker, a video producer, a legal assistant, a writer for the graphic novel series Elf West. You name it. It's, that's where it's always been. So that's why I love working with people and helping them grab hold of where their trauma is, grab hold of what they're afraid to do, and show them you can do this. And basically help them break their lives open.
1: That's great. That's great. You should be a psychiatrist.
2: I'm a reverend. Same thing. <laughs> well,
1: I guess that's true.
2: So, hey, <laughs> we do have something in
0: common, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a reverend too.
1: She's much prettier. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I know Aww. about that. You
0: know. Oh, <laughs> she's very attractive, yes, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm sexy as well. So, so I heard frigates on that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're both married. Is there a guy in a quarter down there? So, uh, is um, <laughs> you made me lose my train. Of... Oh, yeah. So you've written several books, if I recall. Yep,
2: yep. Three of them so far. Working on the fourth.
1: Wow. So where do you find the time?
2: <laughs> Remember, words are my drug of choice. I have to write, and it's not fiction. It's nonfiction. It's what I've learned, and I pass it on. So, I like that. I
1: like that a lot. So, in your, so you said you did stand up as well, or did you? you oh, did yeah. stand up. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. So. I have
2: done stand up on. You think it's like its life is easy, because it it ain't like you see on Bewitched, and it ain't like you see oh. on the marvelous Mrs. Maisel either. <laughs> it's just nuts. Um, things like. Romance is a big thing. And then you get the ones who have to have the answers when they come to things like, Does Bruce love me? No. Well, is he gonna love me? Not the way you want. Well, if I do such and such, is he gonna love me? No. Oh, okay. Is he gonna call? No. Is he gonna call later? No. Well, if I, and they beat on you until they're hoping that you said, Yes, yes, he loves you and he wants seven babies with you, but he just doesn't know it yet. Oh, good. I thought so. Don't do oh, this. wow don't do this. Um, And the ones who try to see what they can get out of it, things like, um, well, you're not doing anything right now. Why don't you read me for half price? Or, "Can can me and my girlfriend come in for readings, but we only charge us for one? Or, why don't you give me a free reading? And if you're good, I'll bring all my friends. Or, you know, I really like a reading, but I can't afford it. And they stop and they stare at you. And my favorite one, Oh, you know, God says you're supposed to, it's a God gift. You should do it for free. And if you don't, you're not spiritual. Do you know how much it costs me to go to a psychic fair, booth, hotel, food, blah, blah, blah. Right, right.
0: And I flip Travel it on expenses. them and I say,
2: look, would you do this? Say to your hairdresser, yeah, I'd do anything. Cut my hair for half price. Or to the plumber, would you please fix my bathroom sink and put in the dishwasher, but only charge me for one service call or Say to the restaurant, hey, cater my party for 20. And if it's really good, I'll tell everybody. Or my favorite one, you're a doctor. What do you mean you're not going to cure me for free? You want me to just get sick and die. And people hear that and say, that's so stupid. And I say, same deal, continue. Yeah, deal.
0: So Deacon wants to know, where are your books available? And where is your stand-up set available online as well?
2: the stand-up set is not available online i did that on a bet once and people did not think i was going to be able to do it but they had forgotten i was a theater major and so it was like that but the books are all available on amazon and if i can reach them the books you're going to find number one clean out your life closet clarity adaptability simplicity and making friends with stress two the Psychic Yellow Brick Road How to Find the Real Square Wizards tree. and Avoid the Flying Monkeys. And if you're crazy enough to want to do what I do publicly, you've got The Magic Who Needs a Genie, and they're all available on Amazon as both paperback and Kindle.
0: That's awesome. Now, if they want to get one that's autographed from you, how do they achieve that goal?
2: Well, you have to order either. Uh, Life Closet or Yellow Brick Road by Paperback since I have them, but uh, you've got the magic is print on demand through Amazon, so that I can't do, but the other two, absolutely happy to autograph it for you.
0: Okay, great, because that's a lot of questions I usually get, you know, I want my book autographed. So, yeah. Sure. That's awesome. Well, there goes my uh, Amazon account again, (laughs) SportCat.
1: Well, I had already been looking uh, at the Yellow Brick Road one, so I've got got two I'm in the middle of right now, so it'll probably be right after that one. So is that the good one to start on, or should I start on the other one first? That going to be a question. No, it
2: depends on what you're interested in. If you just want to know about the psychic stuff, Yellow Brick Road is the one. Um, I wrote Life Closet to be different from all the other self-help stuff out there. I mean. I remember the very first self-help book I bought in 1968. And I remember the first paragraph. Judy has a groovy wardrobe. Remember, this is the 60s. Her makeup is fab and her hair is far out. But nobody likes Judy because Judy's fat. Right in that one paragraph, all the teenagers of my generation were told, you are worthless unless you look exactly the way we tell you." Wow. And that's how self-help books have done so much damage over the years. One of them that I was reading when I was planning my own said you should get up every morning uh, two hours early to do yoga and avoid food with leptin. If you are a single mom with two kids and holding down a job <laughs> in Milwaukee, you're not going to do that. I mean, you're not even know what a leptin so, uh... um, is. It's, it's one of those things like gluten in food. It's one of those. Yes, yes, that is correct. On the <laughs> other hand, you know, at the end of each chapter of my book are the adventure pages where you have to look at your own life to answer it. You can't find it in the book. What to do with stuff when you've lightened your load. Where will it be easiest to lighten your load? Why? Do you panic or feel relieved at the thought of getting rid of a lot of stuff? Why? You see, so you have to look at your own life because that's where your answers are. I've lived mine, you've lived yours. I can give you some thoughts, but you have to make them work. Let me make the path, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I agree, yeah. And I i think it was actually in one of your things I was reading, about you talk about you them find – you're like your GPS. That's right, it was. You were like the Guide GPS. to psychic
2: services, yes. yes, GPS.
1: Yes, yes, you were like the GPS. And I like that because, well, people can, like you said, come to you and want to be led or want you to lead, but it's really up to you to
2: kind of – and I don't – I, I'm not going to take their free will. It's all about here are your opportunities and how to grab them. Here's the tough stuff. Here's get how to get through it or around it. Here's your toolbox. Go rock and roll. I hand you the toolbox. I'm not the repairman.
0: That makes sense.
2: Yeah. Well, it's also, and I think
1: time, not time, the future is not cast. Or at least I don't think it is. And no. so, if I do something that you tell me to do, it might not be what I would normally do and so I think you can alter it and uh, I mean that's also part of uh, quantum mechanics a little bit too you know mm-hmm. watch the watched pot um yeah but so I, and I, I go back to remote viewing with that because you can remote view something in the future but that don't necessarily mean that's going to be the way it is I mean unless it was something maybe cataclysmic that affected a mass but even then it's not set
0: Hmm. So I had to yeah. find this picture just for you. And the reason why it's flipped me out, Cat, is I'm going to show you this picture of somebody, okay?
1: Do so I know this person?
0: Now let me see if I can get it without it glaring too much. I usually can do it on the first try. And, of course, I can't. So I may have to do the screen share. Uh, definitely, we try one more time. It's I got too much light in the background. It's
1: definitely a Monday here. In the there screen. we okay. go. Oh, yeah, I got it.
0: Now, who does that look like? It looks like her. Similar. Her who? You. Besides the hair color.
2: Well,
1: you can change hair color. I thought the guy right with the beard might have
2: been you, but. No. She's oh. got an Eastern European face. That's why. You
0: know? Yeah. So right. German
2: is, Russian background.
0: That is my mother's sister. And you act just like her, almost to the T. And that's why I'm sitting here going.
2: Oh, I get accused
0: of being everybody's second cousin, honey. This is so, <laughs> yeah. so, Aunt Evelyn, I'm sorry for showing you the picture. But you know what? They're famous because they play Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus every year. And they are known. Oh, he is
2: a very Santa Clausy y fan. Yes. I mean,
0: they him. are very known. I mean, they have people that drive across the country. They, they're set up. They have their own booths. It, I mean, it's just incredible. So, yeah. So, yeah. But I, I, I had to show did, that picture. I
1: you, but Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. So hopefully she didn't get mad, but I mean, she same attitude and everything. I mean, the nose and, and she always does this, you know, and moves like her. And it was just like, this is like, I mean, I got to show this picture. So anyways, I apologize, but I had,
2: to. it's okay.
1: It's oh, okay. no, I mean, I'm going to get tips from her on how to keep you in line. So,
0: Oh Lord, <laughs> I bet it falls
1: hmm. a ruler. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that hurt. So,
1: yeah. Uh, so in our past lives, let's say, well, mm-hmm. like, you know, I've just used me because, well, I know me, but I'm a paramedic. Does that mean in the past life I was something in medicine? Or was that how, how does that, or is it?
2: How we can bring certain qualities time and time again, but it doesn't mean that we will be in the same career. For instance, 100 years ago, I was a pilot in World War One. In this life, I came in with a vertigo, so I can't repeat that life. I can't get a pilot's license.
0: Oh, wow.
2: But this soul always tends to be the one everybody comes to, if you will. It's priestly energy. Even 100 years ago, when I was a squadron captain, they'd come to me and say, Lieutenant, can I talk to you? and they would just sit and people to this day, even if they don't know what I do, they just start talking. Then I go, I'm going to talk about this with anybody. I go, it usually happens. Keep going. It's who we are. So you're being a paramedic may mean you're someone who is always there for others. It may mean you have an interest in science. It may mean that, remember, unbalanced energy, that a paramedic type or an EMT saved you in 1920 when you were in a fire in Manhattan. We don't know. And in order to say thank you, gratitude, and pay back that energy, you came in as the EMT this time.
0: I just said he never can make the law enforcement side. That's what I always said. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. No, I'd be I'd be in jail and shoot somebody. <laughs> 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 My temper. Oh well, that I mean. So how did you find out? You said you were a pilot
2: a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. How did you find this out? Um, it kind of hit me upside the head. There is a flying museum in upstate New York, in Rhinebeck, and at this point, as ninety-one, I knew nothing about World War One, terrified of Germans. Zip. But I went there with an old boyfriend who wanted to see the planes and I had no interest. Well, the French planes went and the English planes and the American planes. But all of a sudden, an Albatross D5 took off, followed by a Fokker triplane. And it was like there was this soundless crash in my head and my guts. And I just, my eyes were glued on them. And the two thoughts in my brain were, there's a story behind that. And I flew that one. Overnight, I wanted to learn everything I could about World War I. I needed to learn to speak German. I would look at some of the World War I German pilots and I knew that one and I hated that one and that was my best friend. Because remember, this is not World War II Hitler. This is World War I Snoopy and the Red Baron stuff. Um, that's why the Red and White Cats named Manfred. And a friend of mine said, have you noticed any change in your behavior in the past week? And I hadn't tweeted. But then I had a past life regression done and I saw who I was, didn't recognize him at that point, but it felt absolutely right. A few weeks later, I found his face in a book of German pilots. And when (sighs) people look at that face and mine, they say, oh, my God, is that your grandfather? You look so much like him.
1: Wow. So you don't do past life regressions or do you?
2: There's a difference between regression and retrieval. And that's a okay. big difference. And it's important that the listeners know. Past life regression where you are hypnotized and sent up to the Akashic to do the wandering around must only be done by a certified hypnotherapist. Why? Because if you're up there and you observe a traumatic death of yours or a horrible experience they know enough to be able to pull you out enough to see it but not to relive it what i do is retrieval that's when you say this thing happened why and i'm the one who goes up into the akashic and pulls down the book and says read chapter two you get the information but you don't have to go do it um Another example of that, I was lecturing at Lilydale, which is a very famous spiritualist community in Western New York. And a woman with butch short hair raised her hand and said, can you tell me why I'm afraid of getting wet hair in my face? I mean, one strand and I can't breathe. And again, said, okay. Five syllable answer, Lusitania in 1915. You were on the ship when it was torpedoed by the Germans. You had not bobbed your hair yet the way it was stylish. You still had the big Edwardian mop. So that when you went over, a lot more hair was there to take on water. Plus debris kept getting caught in your hair and pulled you down and you drowned. And I opened my eyes and she says, is that why I'm afraid to go on a cruise? I said, probably. She hadn't said that. That's when a past life can help because it's not going to happen again. So maybe now she'll be able to go on that cruise that she's wanted to go on, but has been always afraid. Wow,
1: <laughs> I'm left speechless on that. So now remember also you were talking about you like to have your clients come in and you like to sit down and talk with them and, mm-hmm. or I guess talk, but you know, um, get to know them. How do you get the connection between the two? Now, like let's say you're sitting face-to-face with somebody. Is it a yep. physical, spiritual? Is it, I, look, is-
2: if I could only read you when I'm looking at you, how do you know I'm not reading your body language? Ah, I can read people over the phone. Easy, easy. Energy is energy.
0: What and, does Grizzly say? There you go, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Well, that's true.
1: Yeah. What? Go ahead. Well, oh, no, I was just trying because I was trying to figure out, you know, how to get the radio frequency, the connection. I, don't, I so I'm still trying to put a science to it. So, but you you say that you can basically reach into the matrix and say, okay, well. Billy Bob here, he was this and this, okay.
2: What I do is I open up and I let their guides, their guides tell me what they need to know. But again, remember what I said about the universe rifles through our file cabinet. Mm -hmm. You could show another person who also does past life retrieval, the same vision that I have. And they could look at that picture and go, well, it's a big hat, a long skirt, and you're in front of something really ornate. So it's somewhere in Europe and it's old fashioned. I could see the exact same thing and go, she's in a hobble skirt, that's a picture hat, that kind of ostrich feather, and she's in front of the Brandenburg Gate. So this is Berlin in 1911 or 12. Which one's going to give you more information? But again, it's because spirit knows I've already got those gears oiled and running. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't draw. Don't make me do spirit art. I don't do psychometry. Why? I have a slight benign tremor in my hand kind of like Catherine Hepburn did. So I couldn't trust whether I'm really getting a yes or a no or my hand's shaking. So I don't use that tool. Okay. I do what I love. It's, for instance, yes, I read tarot. I also read oracle cards and I use a deck. Wow. Now, I but one of the things that I teach people, if you're going to read for kids, if you're going to read In a psychic venue, you absolutely have to have a separate deck. And I'm going to show you why. Little Muffin is on her mommy's lap. And I'm trying to read her mom. And Muffin keeps going, want a card, want a card, want a card. And her mother says, geez, will you please let Muffin pull a card? Because otherwise, she's not going to leave us alone. And so all of a sudden, Muffin pulls a card. What am I going to do? Look, Muffin, death. No. (laughs)
1: wow yeah yeah ladies and gentlemen that'd
2: be this this Uh, guy (laughs) I have a deck that's called cat wisdom and it has little kitties and simple things and nice pictures and Muffin can pull from this deck and I tell Muffin what it means and Muffin is happy and then we go back to the series stuff. see that's Part of what you learn in my book, uh, you've got the magic. These are things that aren't commonly taught, but I did it for so long. The other thing, you know, I have something called Corby Gets Candid. One of the things that I talk about back in the book, it's important that you have a sign in sheet where people write their name and their birthday and their email and is it their first time? And they have to write it. Why? because about 15 years ago, I was doing a show in London, Ontario, and I read a young man who did not like what I told him. And the next day, there was an anonymous death threat on my table, but it had handwriting. Pulled that, pulled my signing handwriting sheet. Handwriting Matched it up. No, I just matched it up and handed it off to the Ontario police. Wow. Just because this is wonderful, exciting, metaphysical work. Doesn't mean everybody is love, light, and unicorn farts, guys. Sure. No, you're there right. You're
0: absolutely right. And you yeah. have
2: to protect yourself.
1: Sure. Well, and I'm sure, well, I would guess you've probably seen some bad things that are going to happen to some people. So you probably, they're not going to want to hear that. I mean,
2: well, I don't say bad things. Remember, I said, here are your challenges. Um, let's take, does Bruce love me? And I do. Bitsy, Bruce, the relationship, what she needs to know, and best possible outcome. If she still goes, I don't know what to do, I pull the three threes. Three cards for status quo, you just bumble along. Three cards for the come to Jesus meeting, and you do serious counseling. And three cards for the hostile bye-bye, it's been nice. Now, I may see the Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice sign over the leave the idiot, but I have to keep it zipped and let her free will make the decision. And she may say, I guess I'll just stick it out. That's her choice. The only time I don't do that is if she tells me she's battered, gaslit, afraid. Then the reader's turban comes off, the reverend collar goes on, and I counsel her on how to get out and get safe.
0: Now, would you explain to the audience what gaslit means, please?
2: Yes. Gaslit is from the uh, an old movie called Gaslight, which is where a woman and a man had a relationship and he kept convincing her that she was wrong. She didn't understand and basically making her go nuts. So if you are gaslit, it means that, you know, you said this, but they say, Oh no, you didn't. Or why did you hurt me? Oh, I didn't hurt you. You tripped. And basically making you not even believe what you know. It's a very yeah. dangerous situation, and it's what predators use.
0: Yeah, and I usually heard that a lot from women on domestic calls and mm-hmm. uh, and stuff. And we would say "gaslit" to each other, and a lot of people didn't know what that meant. You know, it's a normal people. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but we were trained to, to recognize certain signs and phrases and. And uh, that's why, ladies and gentlemen, anytime there's a disturbance in a home, that's why the law enforcement personnel segregates everybody so they can't see or hear each other. So the women or woman or man can talk to them to us by themselves and speak freely. Mm -hmm. So I just want to let everybody know what she was referring to. Thank you, ma'am.
1: No problem. Yeah, well, unfortunately, in both of our lines of work, we've seen plenty of that. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, almost too much. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of blown away by the whole. Uh, it, so you say you see it. Do you see it like a flash? Do you see? I mean, are you, I know which it are were, we
2: talking about? We've had so many its tonight.
1: That's true. That's true. I should be more specific. When somebody asks you a question specific, and you go up to you say upstairs, or I say go to the matrix. A lot of times, we're we're interpreting what we're putting on pen and paper are if you get into it deep enough and i don't understand how your mind gets there yet i haven't quite figured that out but do you actually
2: see it um past lives i see it like a movie yes it absolutely runs wow your okay. dialogue see it in color hoping
1: wow that's you said something key right there because i was talking to a psychiatrist one time and he said well most people don't dream in color he said, it's if you dream in color, if you've had a vivid or real dream, a true dream. I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't know you didn't dream in color. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, but he said most people don't. So I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I was doing a remote viewing and uh, it was a it was a cataclysmic event in American history mm-hmm. about 25 years ago. And um, I didn't we, we didn't know that was our target. Well, I mean. We didn't know exactly what part was our target. I guess I should say. Well, we didn't know the whole thing was our target, but what part? And like three of us in the room suddenly, I wasn't there. I was somewhere completely different, mm-hmm. and it was weird. And if I was, I felt like it was only there for three or four seconds, but it felt like a lifetime. So it was That's really okay. weird. And then afterwards, the instructor that was teaching the class, he's like, "All right, so who did this, this, and this?" And I was like, I pulled him aside later, and I was like, you know, I'm a paramedic. I don't want you know, sound crazy because, you know, somebody may need me one day, but I wasn't here. I was up on a – and boom. And he's like, all right. He goes, well, we're going to work with you a little more. I was like, that was – it was cool, and Mm -hmm. I've not managed to get back there. Of course, I think it's also something that you have to practice a lot um, Mm -hmm. to be good at it. Um, Yeah. But that fascinated me because, I mean, I, it was like I literally just zoned out and was at a movie for three or four seconds and saw everything mm-hmm. vivid, crystal clear. And
2: like, wow, that's cool. So, you know, there's something that I do want to bring up because one of your, maybe it was Tiff uh, talked about the Long Island medium and she thought that the Long Island was medium was real. Let's talk a little bit about mediumship. First of all, I hate to disabuse you of the notion, but reality shows that's an oxymoron like Jumbo Shrimp. They show the Long Island medium coming up to someone who's feeling up the cantaloupes and say, he ran Doris, she says, you have a bald tire in the back and you're going to draw in an accident if you don't get it fixed in a week. Just telling you who walks away. No, just no. Her PR team goes out and looks at every single Wegmans on Long Island, picks one. Then they interview everybody who wants to be on the show and makes them sign legal model releases. And then it's rehearsed six times. That's <laughs> the truth.
1: Well, you know, in the Bigfoot world, um, I don't like to bust people's bubble there, but there's a lot of their shows that
2: are done the exact same way. And I've been a set medic on a few of them. <laughs> so. You know, it's... It, when I hear that, it drives me crazy because what it does is it sets people up for what I call the drive-by psychic shooting. People who are not true professionals or whose egos are more important than the work will come up to somebody and start giving them a message. And you don't know this person from Adam's house, cat. And they said, yes, I see a terrible thing and your daughter is in date. What right do you have to bust into their life like that? That's why people are scared of psychics. So I tell people, if that happens, you just go, I don't wanna hear it. I did not invite you, I don't accept it. And if they keep following you, you report it to the store as harassment and you get them kicked out. You have to want that information and you have to trust the one giving it to you. Now, this can also translate with healing. I mean, you know, I'm doing an 11 hour show and I'm bent over my desk all day. And yeah, my neck hurts. And so I'm doing this. And some little dancing raccoon, one year Reiki person goes, I can do Reiki. Let me help. No, please don't. No, really, I can't. I prefer you didn't. Just let me get out of my face. (laughs) You're not very love and light, are you? Well, you didn't listen. You know, that whole thing is respect boundaries. Why are people afraid of us? Because they think that we're reading their heads as they go by. Now, my deal is this. My shop is closed until one or three things. You want a reading and you sit down with me and you pay me. Energy exchange. We do a barter. You bring me a chicken. Or I want to do a pro, a pro bono because you're a friend or spirit says this one can't afford it, they really do need to talk to you. And then I would not just say, I need to read you, but would wait. And they came up to me and said, I'd like a reading. I'm not sure I can afford it. I would tell them, spirit says, you're on the house today. Sit. That's how it works. That's how you turn yourself over to the work. It's not a matter of your aura don't stink and look how wonderful I am. You do that, I guarantee you're going to burn out in short order.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely yeah. right.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you got to, like she said, there's an energy exchanger. If you don't want the information, it's forced on you. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I,
2: yeah. I, I mean. Uh, Somebody said I was a tough cookie. Um, Sean, you're adorable yeah. for telling me that. But remember, A, I'm old enough to be people's grandmother. You'll learn a little <laughs> something. Two, I have been in this field for half a century. Three. If you figure I've been doing this full time since 9-11, that's 22 years now. I've read over 20,000 people. You learn some things, they happen over and over. You see what people are scared about and you mitigate it. You know what your boundaries need to be to keep yourself sane and healthy. I am married to a wonderful guy and I want, time with him I want to be able to be myself and drop the turban so I have boundaries it's like Wednesdays I don't care if you're dying I'll send you to another psychic it's the one day off but that's why I sound like a tough cookie because I have been there done that sold the franchise and I know Mm -hmm. what take care of me so that I can take care of you
0: makes sense
2: I like it I like it a lot. Um,
1: I had told Grizzly prior to the show. Um, I would read some your know, notes and comments and stuff. And I'm like, all right, now she's she's gonna be. I don't think I use the word tough cookie. I said, research her. She knows her stuff. <laughs> so, can can you? We mentioned it a second ago. Uh, see people walking by and tell things of them or is you have, you do have a switch you turn off, I guess. That's
2: right. Open and close sign is, is how I refer to it. Um, and again, it's like mediumship. I'm not going to, you, you have to sit down with me now. The way I do mediumship is a little bit different. All right. Um, I don't do, I see a woman in a flower dress handing you a rose. It's grandma. Not, not my gig. For some reason, my guides like to do Charades. So, and I, I find out who you want, for instance, my father, Jerome Richard Dorkin, who died in 2001 at the age of 80, that's the dog tag stuff you give me. Notice it tells me nothing, but it gets me right into the energy. And what my guides do, I just put my hands out and my hands begin to move. They smoked, they had surgery, there was an accident, they were always looking in the pocket for a change for the grandchildren, things like that. But they're very specific to examples. There was a woman who wanted to speak to her father-in-law. All of a sudden, I feel myself miming a pool cue. He taught her how to play pool. There was somebody else who wanted to speak to her grandfather, and this was up in Canada. And all of a sudden, I feel my hand do this. Now, American salute, palm down. Brits and Canadians, palm out. What the grandfather was doing was acknowledging that two weeks before she had graduated from the Royal Canadian Mounted Police Academy, and he was congratulating her. Oh, That's wow. not, it's a rose at your grandmother. Now, do I, am I always that good? Shit, I wish I were. <laughs> no, I'm not dialed. dad If Aunt Rose is on a field trip, she won't be by the phone. But <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that I want. Now, why won't I do it live? Now, I have a PG version and an R version. Which version would you like? I'm all in for R. Okay. <laughs> I've already cussed today, so why not? All right. There was, this was in upstate New York many years ago. There was a biracial same gender couple. The black partner had died and her white widow wanted to speak to her. Now, look at this face. This kid grew up with manners in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Yeah? Bluetooth disconnected. Bluetooth connected. But what came floating out of my mouth in flawless urban embodics was, well, shit, if it ain't my white bitch, and I'm going, (laughs) "Ew." But, (laughs) The woman in front of me was laughing and nodding because that is how her partner, Isabel, walked into the house after every business trip. Now, if I had been doing that in front of the gallery, I couldn't have said that, which means that my ego would have had to come out of the way at, and not wow. give her that message. <laughs> That's why I will not do mediumship except privately, one on one.
1: That is great.
0: Wow. Um,
1: well, I mean, you instantly... Not get from a, this uh, face
2: voluntarily, trust me. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, I can see where it would be very awkward. Uh, it, it, sometimes sometimes when you deal with the public, you have to learn how to deal with awkward. <laughs> and it's not always pretty. <laughs> uh, and you look back a lot of times and, and like this, you laugh. You go,
2: whew. <laughs> it is one of my favorite stories because it's so outrageous. Yeah, sometimes
1: you get the things that happen that you just can't control, but I like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you you talk about your guides. Um, can you see them or you just know they they're there? I feel them. I literally okay.
2: feel the energy. Um, my original guides were people I flew with because your got now here's one. Angels, spirit guides, are they the same or what? Think of a donut. Angels are in the middle. Spirit guides are the donut. Because all angels are spirit guides, but not all spirit guides are angels. Okay? Your spirit guides grow and change as you do. You don't necessarily have the same ones, though you have the same angel from birth to death. Your spirit guides can be people you've known in this life or other lives. Energy signatures, ET, animal guides, avatars, you name it. So, uh, the God I work with most closely now is my own angel who gives his name as Baruchio. And he will kind of just download information where I need it. So, and the thing is, how do you know it's a spirit guide and not your own ego? A spirit guide will never chastise you or put you down. They will never say that you're better than somebody else and feed your ego. They will never try to get you to do something you know is wrong. You get any of that stuff, that's your own little voice in your head, kid. It's nobody from outside. Put it away.
1: Uh, Like I always, uh, I question everything when I'm remote. How how do I that's my imagination? I mean, you know, and it's always find myself questioning that. But the funny thing is, a lot of times you'll get the data. When you're connected, you'll get it like right away. And it is a very strange thing. And I haven't figured that out. And I grew up very um, Christian. And anything that wasn't black and white in that book, well, that was straight from Satan.
2: So... Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, you know, I had told uh, my mom, I said, Well, you know, I'm doing a show with psychics and stuff. She says, Oh, you shouldn't be doing that. They, they're, that's dealing with Satan. And I'm like, Yeah, I don't think so, but
2: thanks. When, uh, whenever anybody says that kind of thing to me, I just smile and say, Go read Acts chapter 2. Because oh,
0: she is right.
1: Wow. I, okay, you'll have to enlighten me.
2: <laughs> okay. That's where Jesus says, Even such as I can do, you can do.
0: That is. Correct. I do
2: this to yeah, be in yeah. service. That's why I did it. Because the universe said you are needed, and I said, Yes, sir. That's it. Um, I mean, I've had rotten vegetables thrown at me as I've walked into psychic first. Okay. Luckily they missed. <laughs> but this this is service work.
1: Just like we did. So it just different yep so so ladies and
0: gentlemen when grizzly's on his shows and he talks about biblical reference hang hey man say what you want it don't offend me at all so oh well
1: uh, oh well no i that's the way i was raised that it if it didn't come straight from thumped into your head from that book it wasn't you know dinosaurs didn't exist stuff like this is satan and Boom, that's the way it was. So that's uh, for my entire life. So I think it's helped me be a better skeptic. Now, as an adult, um, if she's watching, she's going to hate me. But, you know, I don't necessarily see the world that way anymore because I don't really think that's the way the world is. So that doesn't mean that they're wrong.
2: The way I've always explained it is, look, God owns the grocery store. He does not care if you come in through Health and Beauty Age, the deli, or the florist. Just get the hell in the store. I think you
1: personally, know. it just—I mean, just to—I guess—to get on the religious, I feel like it's more in here than it is anything. So mm-hmm. just, that's just my—that's a Glennism. That's free.
2: Yeah, so. no, I get it. You know, I, <laughs> I tell people, I do not care if you are Christian, Jewish, Buddhist, Muslim, pagan, or believe in Ralph the Wonder Dog. I really don't. All I need, know is you know. Somebody up there loves you, wants the best feeling is wanting to work with you.
0: <laughs> that
2: is correct.
1: Uh, I don't know what I am, so I guess it doesn't really matter.
0: Uh, but, hold on, Cat. Hold on. Uh, there we go. Uh,
1: well, no, I don't know what I am, so I've got a couple more days to figure it out, I think, so. so, ma'am, I told
0: him this weekend when I come pay him a visit while well, oh, he's my sleeping, Please I'm going to pour holy water, water on him. <laughs> and put a crucifix on his forehead and film it live and see what happens.
1: And I'm going to swear I'm pagan, and I thought it was, he was trying to kill me, and I'm going to shoot him. <laughs> 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 oh, I thought she was reaching for her deck, I go, yeah, I, oh, to dude, I did too, oh no. I
2: did too. As, as like, oh they oh no. say, as they say in the Broadway show 1776, New
1: York abstains Yeah, this ain't going to go well, fellas. Uh, I see the police in your future. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I really thought she's reaching for a deck, and man, my heart just like dropped. I was nope. like, I'm yeah. not expecting this. So, you know, <laughs> That's so. funny. I was like, yep, this ain't
1: going <laughs> to We argue and fight. I think that's part of what makes our show better, but uh, we do really like each other.
0: Yeah, we really do, man. Uh, He's helped me through some rough times, and uh, I I think we help each other. And uh, listen and
1: he listens to me, bitch. It's kind of a relationship. It's like marriage. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I have to give him a lot of cheese a lot, though. And I'm like, I'm the one, the wine drinker. I'm the one supposed to have the cheese, so... (laughs) Lord, she's over here doing couples counseling.
1: <laughs> Which <laughs> I do. She's probably thinking, these two are absolutely nuts.
0: Uh, let um, me tell you something. There's probably nothing she has not encountered, witnessed, spoke about, dealt with. I mean, I can already tell. I mean, I, I can tell well, the first five minutes in.
1: So we also deal, you know, in public safety, we see bad stuff. So I try not to dwell on that. I like to keep the show light. There is a lot of bad stuff out there, but we also like to talk about like a lot of the paranormal stuff where I'm also still a skeptic. Um, Of course, Mm -hmm. I've had more adventures out in the woods with big hairy creatures than I have anything else. Uh, I did grow up in a haunted house, um, Mm -hmm. which was not fun. And I think I've had some encounters with ET. So Mm -hmm. all of that has led me to believe that there's more out there than we know about in one of our remote viewer instructors was telling us, he said, well, that's because we're not, I don't remember if you used the right plane, level, dimension. We're not in the same place as that. So what is your thoughts and feelings on all that? Having seen so many things, I'm sure.
2: We are little dust motes on a dust boat planet flung at the but end of a middling galaxy and we're supposed to think we're the only intelligent yeah. life in the universe oh get a clue there is more out there Horatio than you have any idea of there will be other universes there will be parallels there will be creatures that are on different vibes than we are and we will never, you know, people say, oh, you know, you've been doing this for so long, you must know so much. Look, we humans have little pea brains. And to expect us to really understand the entire universe is like walking an ant into a calculus class. Not only can he not hold the calculations in his whittle brain, but he can't hold the pencil in his whittle paw. So don't bother, you know? Ah, that's we, very good analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do the best we can. We're never really going to know what happens when you die until we're dead. And I think we're not allowed to come back and tell people. Um, you got to take the present moment where you are. you got to do the best you can for the people around you, for your own growth. Make it a little better. It's not about getting the lottery numbers for me. I mean, you know, people ask me for the lottery numbers. I laugh. I say me first. And if your psychic's not at least driving a Lexus, how do you know she knows? Right. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, and, and I tell people not to believe everything they see. Like, you know, you always get asked about Ouija boards. Always. Ouija boards, my darlings, when you don't know how to ground center and shield, are like opening your door in a strange neighborhood and yelling free beer. You do not know who's out there, but they heard you and they're coming. And for everybody who says, oh, it's in the toy department. How dangerous can it be? I get this all the time when I lecture. And I go, okay, who in the audience has a kid or a grandchild under 10? Hands go up. You. What's the kid's name? Josh. How old is Josh? Josh is eight. All right. Josh, he comes to you and says, grandma, grandma, I got all A's on my report card. You said I could get a toy. Let's go. And he drags you into the toy department and shows you a box that says, my first chainsaw. It's in the toy department gonna let him play with it by himself i don't think so get real on these things
1: so you do believe in the ouija boards
2: i think that well let's i'm going to use santa claus the whole idea about santa claus we've it's a thought form now so many people believe that thing about the guy in the suit with the beard Mm -hmm. okay So many people believe that Ouija boards are nasty, that that is the energy that has coalesced on the archetype, so that it is a portal for the sleaze bags at the corner of Akashic and Karma to say, "Hey, Sid, there's another one." I have had to deal with two gibbering teenagers, terrified when they put their hands on the planchet without any protection and said, "Who's there?" Spelled very fast backwards was. I have an axe and I'm here to kill you. Trust me, it was not their uncle Danny. Mm-mm. There are other ways to talk to spirit. Don't mess with bleaching boards.
1: No, I I, I like that. Isn't it could be true about the intent? You've put there's mm-hmm. been enough intent over. I mean, I know as a child, I even heard it, and I'm and I'm sure that that was from either a lesson my mom learned or she was told. So i so Mm -hmm. you're looking at two generations right there, and I want nothing to do with one. So, you know, if I guess if you're right, if uh, the whole universe puts that much intent on it, it would bring that energy. That makes sense Mm -hmm. because you can, you can actually manifest something if you work it hard enough. That's that's, yes, you can. I I like that. I hadn't thought of it that way, but you're absolutely right. And I've never heard, and I don't know, there may be urban myths and legends, but I've never heard many. Any any good story come out of a Ouija board?
2: Mm-mm. Well, Jane Roberts, who channeled Seth, started with a Ouija board. Esther Hicks, who channels Abraham, started with a Ouija board. But they're the exceptions that prove the rule.
1: Well, and well, most people just thought it was plain evil and witchcraft that I ever So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree. Yeah, it, if somebody is learning to Because we do all have the innate ability. Like you said, yours may be be this way. Mine may be remote viewing. And the guy Mm -hmm. got me to the other person. He was an EMT also. uh, He taught a whole class of us that were remote viewers. Well, he picked who he wanted for the class. I guess he picked. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of weird. But um, how does one go to learn more about becoming a psychic. Like, I I don't think I could ever possibly do that, but the remote viewing fascinates me, and I've, of course, bought books and read things. It's interesting.
2: Scarborough here says, has remote viewing advanced or hindered any of my psychic gifts? No, because I don't do remote viewing, darling. I wish I did. (laughs) Is no got talent for that thing. The way I started, besides picking up the James Bond 007 Tarot deck in 1973, um, (laughs) is this book. And it's the one I recommend to everybody that I teach. Opening to Channel by Sanaya Roman and drain Packer. And the reason I like that is it's very tab A into slot B. It runs you through how to stay safe. It shows you step-by-step step what to do to start talking with your guides. Once you do that, then you can branch out. Just like in college, you got to take History 101, English 101. Mm-hmm. Then later you can decide to take an honors course in Shakespeare. But he got to do English one-on-one first.
1: Well, I was talking to um, my instructor with the remote viewing, and we were talking about something, and um, we were talking about comic books. One of the things I like yes. is comic books, and um, I said, you know, it's funny. There was a comic book written about this whole pandemic back in like two thousand one, and he said. Don't you think that if an artist sat there and used their imagination enough and they put it a pen and paper, that they could have remote viewed it? And I just kind of <laughs> was like yeah. I was like he was like, he just used that as his talent for getting it onto out. Mm-hmm. And I was fascinated because he's like, oh, what, don't you think some of the, these artistic people that you know you see people that are saying, oh, well, there's a book about this. Well, these people are creative and they go to the Matrix to get their information too. Mm -hmm. He he was writing a novel at the time. And it was funny how it paralleled what happened. He said, but don't think for him going up there and he's like, man, I really want to draw one and I want to do it, that he got into the Matrix and didn't draw it. And that just fascinated. He goes, you know so little. (laughs) I'm like, teach me. Yep. (laughs) So I find it fascinating, and you know you say you couldn't draw either, or I can't draw either like you. and yeah, you and know, it fascinated me when he was saying that because I was like, I had never thought about it, but that his imagination was hidden in the matrix. And he said, uh, I, I was talking to somebody last night actually I was talking to actors that mm-hmm. um, sometimes that if you see someone who has acted and played out their part and they're just very passionate and very into it could have been one of their past lives. Mm-hmm. I As I found that fascinating, I never thought about that because you'll occasionally find actors that will do that, that will have that. so mm-hmm. it's just a different way of tapping and getting it out.
2: Exactly right. Exactly right.
1: The other thing about the Matrix, unlike my iPad here, it's almost instantaneously. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. <laughs> My computer was like sitting there
2: on circles. It's, it's time is a human construct. So when you're stepping out of typical human abilities, why should there be time involved?
1: That's true. true. and it makes you feel uncomfortable when you do get into that little zone.
2: It's free fall. It is absolute free fall.